0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there, and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 173, entitled My WordPress Journey with David Decker. It was published on Thursday the 2nd of April 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'd like to thank you for joining us once again. If this is your first time, welcome. And if you've been with us for many, many weeks, I'm really pleased that you've come back. Thanks so much. Couple of things just before we begin. I'd love it if you felt that you could share the podcast. Obviously at this time, everybody seems to be on lockdown throughout the world and podcasts seem to be a bit of a growing resource. And it would be nice if you had some WordPress friends if you felt that you could share it. Obviously you can do that in whichever way you like write an email. You could, of course, just direct them to wpbuilds.com or you could direct them to a page like wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. And over there, you're going to find tons of ways to stay in touch with all the content that we produce. There's a couple of emails that you can subscribe to. One tells you about content as and when we produce it. So for example, what we're doing now, the podcast, which comes out on a Thursday, but there's also the WordPress weekly news, which we put out on a Monday. And there's things like the UI UX sessions with Peach and Erie, there's bits on that page to subscribe to our Facebook group, you know, join our Facebook group and things like the Slack channel and our YouTube channel as well. So there's absolutely tons of stuff. Don't forget, we also have a live session on a Monday at 2pm UK time. Anyway, the point is, if you wouldn't mind letting your friends know about it, I'd be really grateful. I think one of the biggest ways to spread the word about any podcast is through Apple Podcasts and the review system that they have over there. A five-star review would be most welcome. Also, WPBuilds.com forward slash deals. If you're in the market for some WordPressy thing this week, WPBuilds.com forward slash deals might be the place for you. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week, tons of plugins, searchable, filterable, and you can get significant amounts off with the coupon codes over there. And finally, WPBuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to put your product or service in front of a WordPress specific audience. We can certainly help you with that. Okie dokey. That's it for the sort of housekeeping. Let's get stuck into the main podcast. Today I'm speaking with David Decker. Now David is somebody that's been in our Facebook group for the longest period of time, always helping out, giving us thoughtful questions and giving us equally thoughtful answers, a real great asset to our community. And he's come on the podcast. I actually met him in Berlin this last WordCamp Europe. It was actually last year, so 2019. Got to meet him in person and chat with him and we decided to bring him onto the podcast. It's a lovely journey. This whole story is the journey of his WordPress life, how he discovered it, how He's using it now, all of the different things that he's done, including making plugins and so on and so forth. He's a really nice, thoughtful chap, and it's just a lovely story. I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, welcome to the interview part of the WP Builds podcast. Thanks for staying with us. Today on the call, I have David Decker from Germany. Hello, David. Hello. Um, it's always a bit strange, isn't it? Because the fact is, David and I have been talking for quite a long time before this, and so we have this pretense that we've just met each other and we're just saying hello. But that's not the case. David and I—well, um, David's been in the WP Builds group for—I I don't know how long, but an awfully long time, making making nice uh, comments and sensible suggestions here, there, and everywhere. And then I was lucky enough to meet him at WordCamp in Europe, in Berlin, and uh, we got chatting and invited uh, an invited. An him on the podcast and he shared in the show notes that we put together a really interesting story. So as a bit of a background to that, I'm going to get him to introduce himself and say who he is and what his relationship with WordPress is. So David, if it's all right, do you just want to like lay out your story? You know, how did you end up working with computers and WordPress and so on? And feel free to go as far back as you like.
1: Yes. Okay. I like to Uh, give some some words about me. Yes, I'm David. I'm from Southeast Germany. That was the former East Germany part. And I was born in 1977. Yes, it's already over 41 years old. I'm married to a beautiful wife. And we have two awesome little girls. Mm -hmm. And one of them is going to school this year. So it's a great time. Mm. And um, I started my business, uh, my little one person web business in the year of 2000 when I was still trying to study at the university here in Chemnitz, Germany. And I was trying to study subject likes, uh, like business administration and computer science and later switched on to history and politics, even wow. or, uh, because I'm really uh, interested universal in in all these things. But um, it came, it, it happened that I liked the web business a bit more. So I jumped on to this full time in the coming years. So about the mid the mid 2000 years I switched full time um, and I worked on stuff like HTML even with iframes in those in those years before I remember and in about well, yes, yes. <laughs> And in about the year 2004 2005 it was like when the tsunami was in Southeast Asia. Hmm. Um, this big disaster. And what there was a blog about its tsunami from an Australian guy. And it was running on WordPress and I, I really enjoyed the the front end interface and the comments and OSS feeds and stuff like that. I wanted to have WordPress and play with it. And I was not able to install it on my hosting business back then because those hostings Hosting companies weren't capable of doing WordPress back then. Hmm. But uh, about a year later, it was 2006, I could manage to finally install it at this hosting somehow. I was totally happy. And a few weeks later, I did build uh, the first website for a non-profit client of me and was working really well. And the users liked it. And so I decided end of 2006, I'm going only with WordPress, I'm leaving back all the HTML behind me because I uh, started to hating it. Mm. And I was I wanted just something more dynamic. So this was my beginning with WordPress. And in 2007, I was doing a lot of WordPress site sites, I couldn't even numbered those i had never never counted them
0: (laughs) but but by that point it was like full steam ahead with wordpress nothing else simply wordpress only wordpress
1: yes i i never i never tested or tried out other cmss i just liked wordpress from day one and i was uh, feeling i this is for me i could live with it and i I want to work with that. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the decision because for me as single person business it was clear I had not the time to try out this CMS and this CMS this that wouldn't that would not work. So I was clear to me go only with one and do only that and specialize on this. This was already clear to me from a business point of view and it was a right decision back yeah, then one yeah. of the best decisions i made you picked the right one well done <laughs> yes because i at at this time wordpress was kind of revolutionary to a lot so in, in, in 2008 there was um, the first WordCamp camp in germany it was privately organized without the wordpress foundation or anything it was just a kind of three guys from germany who said, okay, let's have a world camp. And it was one of the first in the world, I guess maybe hmm. there were only five or, or, or seven before and we were the next one. And it hmm. was in January, January of 2008. It was, was one of the most amazing events uh, at this time. It was like a bar camp. Yeah. That were also at this time very uh, all over Germany and it was in Hamburg this this WordCamp and it was was really beautiful and I and I learned a lot. And this was just like the verification for me, okay, I'm on the right track here yeah. with WordPress.
0: Yeah. And where did you and go it was from there about... then? Where, where did you where did you go after sort of two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight? Have you uh have you sort of Simply worked worked with WordPress ever since then. Has that managed to be the case, or have you uh, have you been forced to do other things by the the work environment?
1: Um, yes, um, I I worked with WordPress in my web business ever since, and I the the time began already in two thousand seven. I was all always on the search for the right theme because that was my my pain point. Okay. I, I, I I like good design and I have a feeling for it, but creating such a design is not is not one of my strengths, mm. to put it uh, to put it mildly. Yes. And, uh,
0: I I so, I understand this problem massively.
1: <laughs> so and I somehow stumbled over a, a studio press at this time, and they uh, Genesis were not a topic at this time. They were selling just single WordPress seems uh, like a lot of other theme shops and I thought okay these look uh, these look nice and so the philosophy behind uh, just spoke to me and I and I bought one of them and used it for a few client projects and really liked what I what I saw and then in 2010 they released Genesis and I was a bit okay well what's this what is the framework even and so I I researched a lot and I got a feeling for it. And in summer of 2010, I started um, buying and using Genesis and did until two years ago, I was only working with Genesis wow. nothing, okay. nothing else in the, in the theme space. And but for my overall work, my, my business I in 2008, I got a um, in the local, how is it called? Uh, in the local politics in the area where I live, yeah. I got a little a little contract for um, a non-profit organization to work for them as had nothing to do with with internet and web, and uh, but it gave me some monthly income income additional to my web business, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was uh, really helping me because that uh, a year later, I learned to know my wife, uh, uh, and yes, it it really helped in that time. And my um, web business got something like a side business, but it was it was great. So I was doing this like sort of administration uh, business. I was. Um, uh, one or two events a month for this nonprofit organization where I had to write some protocols and organize things. And oh, it was really great because I knew a lot of uh, people from, from this organization and it was, was really great. I did also make the websites for them and yeah, really enjoyed it. This, this last to 2014, it was about six years. Then this period ended and I was um, going full time again with my web business. And this in 2014 and 15, I had a little, a little bit of a crisis, I would call it. So back in my uh, where I had those two jobs, my web business and this other jobs. I had also started, started to code plugins for WordPress because uh, one day I in 2011 I got a call from a close friend and he said, Okay, I we we are both working with Genesis could you help me help me with this issue here I have. Uh, And could you make a plugin of it? And I said, Okay, I I looked at what what he wanted directly. And I said, Yes, this, this, this I can do I, I can do it. I'm capable of it. And so I did. And this was my first plugin. It was um, you could navigate blog posts on a Genesis team, and you had on on each side of the browser you had a navigation arrow. There was uh, some kind of a trend at this time, mm-hmm. and this plugin was doing great. And a few weeks later, I made a, a general WordPress version of it, not only for Genesis, but this plugin was only with PHP and CSS, not with JavaScript, because that is one of those things I really have uh, some issues <laughs> with in, in learning this, uh, this JavaScript thing. But I'm, I think I'm getting a little bit better in the last few months uh, with some micro steps. I'm doing very small steps, and I understand more and more, I guess. So, but back at this time, I was doing these plugins in starting in 2011 and in 2014, when my other job uh, ended for this nonprofit organization, I had about 30 plugins or so in the WordPress.org repository wow. already and then came this big point where i had uh, had this crisis because it was a bit a bit too much i guess and i was doing my whole web business thing for 14 years at this time already and it was just it was just enough and my body uh, felt it and my in my mind starting to feeling it more and more and it was like speaking to my wife okay i I don't want to do this. I don't want to have a client on the phone again. And I, I have no pleasure with it. And I, I started to hate WordPress, hmm. to be really honest. Yes, hmm. it sounds, it sounds shocking to, to some maybe, but it was, it was the truth at this time. I, I thought, okay, if I find any other job, I, I will, I will do it. Let's, let's have something different than than WordPress and plugins and all of that. Yes, and it, this was really—you can call it burnout or whatever—but it was just—it was just natural because if you are doing some stuff for fourteen years and almost eight years or nine years with WordPress, at this time already, it was time for for some break, I guess. Yeah,
0: I think that's probably quite normal. Um, you know, doing something for a very long time is can be a little bit—it gets a bit stagnant, doesn't it? A little bit stale, and you want to. Want to yes, do something else yes. so so what did you do? Where, where did you turn at that point?
1: Yes, it was a it was a interesting time for me. I in summer of 2014, I said to my wife okay I, I have these these issues, but we have no other chance at the moment. We have a family, so I I will try to uh, to make it through through this even if it's hard and I got some clients and some work to do here and there, and was uh, was okay. We had we had enough money, and in 2015, this this friend was calling me again, who brought me into the plugin space, and he said, okay, I have this this little side job here, but I have a different project going on. Could you imagine uh, overtaking my side job for this company here and? Um, and I can work on my other projects that I'm aiming for. And I said, and I said to him, Yes, this, this sounds really good. And really interesting. And I was really happy. And I had to, um, what I had to do was uh, writing little excerpts for uh, for the the business of uh, publishers from for magazine publishers to write little excerpts uh, for the for the whole what it's called for the whole business of magazine publishing and how this um this business is going forward globally and uh, this company it, it is located in munich germany had a, had a little business uh, for this magazine publisher for these magazine publishers and making mobile apps for them and other services Mm -hmm. and also offering this kind of research news blog and i had to write excerpts for this uh, research news blog and this was starting so i was working on contract for this company a few months and then the, the ceo of this company was calling me and said okay I, I like what you're doing in the last few months for us. Could you imagine to go full-time with us? Ah, uh, the,
0: the perfect opportunity. The, just what you needed, something different but similar.
1: Yes, yes, ex- exactly. It is, this is These are the perfect words for this. And I said, oh, yes, I'm, I'm really interested and I, I will do this. I, I just had to dis- made a decision, so like nature will. But I said, okay, we have to... Um, we have to uh, um, manage some things in the administrative and legal space because with the uh, how is it called um, health insurance and yeah. all these things yeah. and it's sometimes not so easy. But uh, we could all manage it. And in the fall of 2015, I was uh, starting full time at this company and uh, already had the chance in in summer. Of 2015 to go to a retreat with this company, they were inviting me as a soon to be full time member for them, and it was a great retreat we had in Romania. was was amazing uh, there. This this week we were in the the Carpathians in the in the Mm -hmm. Carpathian Mountains in Romania. It was it's a beautiful country, really unknown but beautiful, and. This gave me a spirit for this company and I got to know The workers the and all the other members and we spoke a lot about what they do and what what sh- should I do and I came a lot into it and really helped. So and uh, then in fall I started for them uh, doing writing these excerpts uh, then also a bit of support customer support meaning uh, supporting pub- magazine publisher companies. Uh, with with their apps that we made for them and doing a website for them. I switched them to WordPress and was uh, also a success because now they are still running all their sites on WordPress Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a success story for them. Yes, and I was one thing I was not so much liking uh, was that I had to do full-time support later on after a few months because another member was um, she was having a baby so she had to go for a while okay and I was I had I had to overtake her position and leading the support and it was was kind of hard to lead this because Mm. as much as I liked it and that I'm kind of person has no problem with support at all but uh, in this company was um, documentation was missing so I had to research all processes and all for all things, I had to ask all uh, the other members, and was kind of hard sometimes to get information. How is this working? How are you did it in the last years? What can I write this customer? Uh, I was really like a like Sherlock Holmes, yes, yeah, searching for this <laughs> <some> information. <laughs> So did this job um did
0: this job allow you to sort of keep keep your own things going at the same time was it was it five days a week or slightly less were you able to to keep was, juggling your own stuff at the same time?
1: Yes, it it was full time. It was um, five days a week, eight eight hours. So a typical nine to five job, but I. Before when I was speaking with the CEO, I said I have this business and I will not give it up. I will uh, it will go go further and I will have still a few clients additionally to this job, and he was fully okay with it. So I never I never got out of WordPress, and I also had these clients. I was working then in my during my holidays or in the evening or in the weekend. It it was okay because I reduced a lot and. But uh, a few clients I always kept, so it was was really okay for me.
0: Mm. And how long did you keep that job? Because presumably, at some point, you uh, you stepped away from that to to what you're sort of now doing.
1: Yes, this this job ended in January January of 2018, and then was the big question: how What's next? And uh, it happened that um, a long time client of me, one of the first I had. Uh, back in the 2000s um, he was he was asking uh, me if I could help him because they had a lot of work to do with their sites and shops and so then later on I got to ask the question uh, maybe can you can you make a job out of it instead of a contract mm. uh, work and he was totally open f- uh, to it and i I guess he also liked the idea, and I also liked the idea because it was win win uh, for us. I had a uh, monthly income yeah uh, and he wore he has a vehicle he is really committed to this company and but but we uh, we make made it that way that I only work three days a week for them and the other two days I work on my own business.
0: Okay, and is that how you uh, is that currently how you're still doing it? Or yes,
1: that that is my current yeah uh, step.
0: Yeah. and, and I, I really like it. Yeah, are you still are you still wedded to Genesis, or have things uh, changed since there? You know, are you still getting open template files and wrangling the PHP, or are you are you using different tools now?
1: Um, yes, um, my my whole tool stack changed in the last uh, two years. And this had to do when I was still at this company in Munich, uh, where I had this full time job five days a week. I was I had the time to think more about uh, the future of my web work and WordPress work at all. And I came to to the conclusion I still really like Genesis, but I, I want to look beyond the blade and look what what is also there in the WordPress universe Mm. and try out some new things. And I was always interested in page building because I'm totally fascinated how you can, with a system in in an interface, build up a whole page. This always fascinated me. Um, And so when this came to WordPress, I was really... Uh, seemed really awesome to me i mm-hmm. was one of the first customers of visual composer back at that time and but i didn't like the the product it it didn't have this bad image it has now at at the first time it came out but i i liked the process of building stuff uh, visually but yeah. i I was buying visual composer and played with it, but I never used it in a a project, I just used it to play because it, it was not my imagination. Mm. In the end of of doing things, I did not like uh, really the the way it worked and the interface, but uh, the concept, this I, I, I thought this is the concept concept of the future. Mm. But not not how it is executed here in this in this plugin. Yeah, so and and after all these years, I always bought plugins and tried things here and there, but I never liked any of it. And so also, also with Beaver builder, I was really blown away by it. But when I was putting it to a to a project that was too slow for me just like the customizer, maybe it was only me or my environment, but it was so slow. And I was a bit of kind of frustrated. I, I so wanted it to put it to use and make it in a project and it didn't work out. And maybe it was time pressure and everything. And so it came everything together. And so I was, okay, this is not for me. And then in 2016, when I already were, were working in support for this company, Elementor came out and I was installing it on release day and said, Okay, this looks a bit strange. This has another color. This looks like another interface again. Okay, maybe this is not the right thing. But uh, half a year later, I was okay, I, I just tried this out. They so had a few versions and this in these all these months and I said, Okay, maybe it's different now and they had have added some features and I was installing it again on a test install and I, I was totally blown away. Oh, nice. It, it, it finally clicked with me and I somehow understand how it worked and I saw some videos on, on YouTube about it and I was Oh, this this is my thing. And it finally, Uh, all the years I waited for it this thing what fits with me came out and I was using Elementor right away for a project and then in a few hours I had the the front page created I was so happy yeah Uh, I was sitting uh, days on it uh, otherwise or even a week but now I had this in about three hours ready and the next morning I was presenting it to the client and he was yes, we, we like it. This is okay. We can we can uh, we can take this version and then we were going to the to the pages and a few pages we did also with Elementor and the whole project could be finished in time and it was really a great experience for me. This was already then in 2017. And this beside my day job I had in the evenings and on the weekends I had some time to play with Elementor and I really liked it and then, then I uh, um, explored generate press and even Astro that was still new at these days. Mm. Uh, it was released in early 2017 and I um, explored it in about fall of 2017. And was really blown away because I, I, I saw okay these themes all also work with hooks like Genesis they have the filter so yeah, yeah. a lot of similar things mm. but I have a lot of uh, pre-made options and I can set up a theme where I was working with Genesis before for a non-profit organization maybe a week I could uh, set all things up in a day in nice. a few hours nice. so it just saved me a lot of time and I thought why should I work with Genesis then what's what's the point here I saved so much time for these little sites uh, so I I will want to change it and I was then overhauling my my whole toolbox. So it's now Elementor focused where where I it, I I don't use Elementor for for every page but for for some important pages I use it and for this and this and this. Because you can also uh, put um, Elementor template in a special hook area or whatever. Yeah. So I I use these kind of things I combine my whole genesis knowledge with these new tools and this is working beautifully together. uh, All things and I just thought, okay, I want to try new themes like generate press and Astra in this case, and uh, working still with Genesis because I have a lot of clients uh, still running on it. And why should I change the system? Mm, Yeah, yeah, makes makes no sense. It it works beautifully. And Mm. there's no need to change it. So but for new projects, um, I'm always deciding now what what is best, yeah?
0: Yeah, so that's your current stack. You've got um, yes, using obviously WordPress. You're using Elementor uh, most of the time, maybe is a good way to describe it, and um, a, a mixture of Astra and GeneratePress. I mean, it's an it's a really interesting story that you've laid out there. You know, a, a real sort of mixed relationship. Getting into WordPress early, um, getting you know life taking over, having to sort of step away from it, getting a bit frustrated with it, coming back to it. Finding, yes. especially more recently, finding some tools which you, um, which really, you know, it sounds like you've, um, you've really gelled with them. They are, they are an inspiration to you. You know, you said Absolute, that yeah, Yeah, sort of game changers and, and finding a, a sort of new vigour and a new interest in WordPress. I think that's probably, that's, that's happened to quite a few people along the road, I would imagine, you know, they've kind of fallen out of love with it and then they've stuck with it for some reason, maybe stepped away for a while and. Come back and so much has changed in the last couple of years, especially let's say three years, um, that you can come back and all of a sudden it feels like it's completely new again and suddenly you can do things that were frustrating you can achieve them in a matter of hours. Um, so that's, yes, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, so it's like a new kind of WordPress or a second spring, or how you call
0: yeah, it. Yeah, 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 exactly. A, a sort of a completely new new way of doing things, especially when you're using something like a page builder. We won't get into the whole Gutenberg thing and whether you're using that. Yes, of course. We, yeah. Uh, it's to, a, yeah it's just uh, a bit
1: of uh, plugins or so yeah well <laughs> i would the, say
0: the next thing that i want to talk about and this this i i, I believe is really an interesting thing because we never get this side uh, at least we haven't on this podcast anyway um you may have noticed that david during the uh during the course of him speaking uh, in the last few minutes sort of casually mentioned that he's got a few plugins in the wordpress repository but um the number may have escaped you as he kept talking so but it is remarkable, how many, how many free plugins have you got um, currently? I know that the number is bigger that you've had in the past, but how many have you currently got on WordPress.org? Uh,
1: currently, I have 24 uh, publicly available on WordPress.org.
0: Okay, so yeah, just just take that number in for a moment. 24, that, that's rather a lot. Um, how come... What is it that makes you sit there and write, presumably hour after hour, week after week? What is it that that makes you do that? Are you largely doing this because you've discovered something that you need fixing? Or are you doing this because um, you've kind of figured out a need and, you know, you haven't necessarily needed it yourself, but you think, oh, be good if that happened?
1: Yes, uh, some, some kind of all of those yeah. um, most plugins um, came to came to life because I had a I had to scratch an itch of mine. Yeah, yeah perfect. <laughs> so, or I got uh, the first one actually came to life because this close friend was uh, phoning me and asking me about it. And this this started it all. Yeah, and, yeah. Then I got, because of this first one, I got confidence that I can coding, that I, me personally, who was never in programming and never in PHP, was able to to do this. And it was such a big uh, moment for me, I can n- not describe it hmm. uh, completely, but it's, I was feeling so happy that I was able to do it, and this, this gave me so much confidence that I thought, okay, I have all these ideas, all these issues uh, maybe I I am able to to do my own thing and and have a solution for it so and mo- almost all plugins I did for Genesis framework uh, were growing out of these things I had a personal need or a personal frustration or a, some some users in the genesis community where i was was and still connected um had these issues so and i thought okay i am able to to solve this for them and yeah do you, this, do you, sorry carry on uh, yes and this this was especially for genesis and i thought then okay G- genesis is this community but wordpress is more and so a few plugins that were uh, general for WordPress, not not specifically for Genesis, and uh, that came another thing because I'm a lover of the of the toolbar of the admin bar on WordPress, and this is just um, some how would you call it um, a passion project of me. So when when sitting endless hours in the in the dashboard of WordPress and coding the whole or setting up and implementing a site for a client the whole night uh to finish on time uh i thought uh, these processes with the toolbar could could be improved this is not uh, the the current state in wordpress is not how how this should be so Mm -hmm. i and i thought i can make this better so all my toolbar plugins are just a personal issue and passion project this is a bit different
0: (laughs) yeah but i mean i suppose that's a i suppose for a developer like yourself that's probably the the primary reason for doing this stuff i mean everything that you've got is completely freely available so i was kind of wondering from that point of view you know there's no kind of there's no money in this for you it's just for the love of it perhaps it's about um you know the ability to learn how to uh, overcome a particular task whether that's you know like a ui thing or whether that's a coding challenge something that you've got to learn in order to to get this plug in out of the gate but there must be an awful lot that goes into it you know you must spend quite a lot of hours um, behind the scenes, developing, you know, getting the planning done and and presumably maintaining and supporting these plugins. And I just wondered about what that burden was like. How, how many hours a week do you do you sort of give over to this, even though there's no uh, financial reward?
1: Um, yes, that is a good question. I, I never counted those hours because it was all, always a passion for me. Mm. When we When we didn't have children, then i i had of course a little bit of more time to do it and this coding plugins that got me so much understanding of the inner meanings of wordpress of mm-hmm. teams, and plugins at all all what i learned when coding plugins this is so much more what i learned before before doing plugins i was only knowing a fraction of wordpress mm-hmm. i was just a a, a normal user who was also able to install WordPress, set up a theme and a few plugins and setting up content. So, but then I understand what all these template functions meant and how they work and I had no longer fear of those functions and I, when I started coding plugins, I could work faster for clients and I could solve uh, more complex problems for them and it was a win-win for all i was not uh, demanding money for these plugins i was giving them away for free but they brought me back so many things i got more more clients i got more uh, bigger clients or clients who could pay me more and i could um, increase my rates because i was I had more skills now and was more professional. So this really helped, helped me a lot to to get more money, but not directly from the plugins, but more on on other ways. And I got some donations here and there. But that is not that is so a tiny amount. So that is not the thing the, the thing is the starting coding plugins opened so many doors for me and I would do it always again. No. If
0: I. Nice, yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> However, um, interestingly, it's not always a, a pleasant journey, is it? Because as we yes. do, as we discussed during the uh, b- before we actually pressed record, um, it can be it can be a bit of a two way street. Although it sounds like it's fun and you're having a great time, you're learning lots of new code. You've 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 understood the the inner workings of WordPress, and you've managed to get all these amazing plugins out the door. Um, sadly, it doesn't always feel like it's amazing because sometimes things come along which which um, cause upset. So maybe we could get into that a little bit. And I'm talking here about um, about the impact of reviews in WordPress.org.
1: Yes, that is that is a great topic, and really, it really goes deep. This topic. I I started, or my plugins started getting some reviews in the in the early years already, and this came from passionate users that were really happy and thankful. Mostly Genesis community users, and I got uh, some five star reviews. I was really happy about it, of course, because when when you get your first five star review, this is like uh, having birthday or Christmas together. Nice and. But then came the day one time, I guess in 2012 or so, when I was getting my first one star review, so a really, really bad thing. And this was, this was blowing me away, but on a negative uh, scale. Yeah. And I was uh, feeling so emotional, I was feeling so bad, I was almost crying before, before my, uh, my desktop. And was I was really this was really getting directly on me and I felt okay I'm I did a big mistake I am wrong I did make a big error what what's going on here and I can I can I fix this what's wrong with my plugin and it will, all these sorts uh, was going like in, in my head uh, was going on. And I really had to manage to to cope with this. So it was a was a not so good experience, but I was it was really needed, I guess. And I I know that any developer on WordPress.org at some day or another will have this experience and will have this feeling. So Mm. this is why this is also why I want to speak about this in, in public because I think uh, we we have to speak about this more because especially when you are a plugin author like me who is not um, has no paid plugins because you are doing this for free in your spare time and your wife and your family knows this and supports you and then you get like a one star review you you feel like oh I get punished for this yeah yeah and this this is something you have to um, you have to learn to, to to handle and to manage.
0: Did you, um, when you received that review, were you kind of taken aback by how it um, it impacted you? Because it sounds like you know you, you could have had, let's say, a hundred five star reviews, and they were all very very pleasant, very nice to have, but they they didn't have an equal um, a positive equal uh, impact, and yet you get a one star review, just one of them. And it manages to really change how you feel about this, and you know, you start, you start questioning whether you've you've built the whole thing wrong, and whether there's failings in what you've done. It's it's an it's it's strange how that can happen.
1: Yes, but this this is like it's happened to me, and uh, it it's still that way. But but nowadays I can cope with it better because I know the, the world is spinning uh, further and life is going on. It's yeah. not. Uh it, it does, uh it does it does not uh, throw me off um and I get not knocked down like in this first uh, day when I got this uh, review but the, the the problem here is when you when you are um, also of only free plugins on wordpress.org mm. the reviews is like a, a currency that manages where your plugins are. Located in, yeah. in search results yeah. and everything, so reviews is very important. It's like the only or well, one of the highest or the most important things to get you um, to get you uh, better results in, in searches and everything. So and they are really the uh, the WordPress.org team plugins team is really that they want uh, only honest and real reviews. They do a lot behind the scenes to uh, um, to avoid any fake reviews or any mistakes uh, in this area. So in, in the past years, I got not so ma- many positive reviews. Uh, a few, and most of my plugins have a few, but uh most of these plugins especially the Genesis ones have these uh, two or five uh, or seven five stars reviews for the last five or six years they they didn't get any new ones mm. and uh, I got a few I got a few one star reviews and um, these one stars get the, get the plugins a bit more down
0: yeah yeah Uh
1: in and, and nowadays even further and I had to learn with my latest plugin it's called Toolbar Extras. It is the first plugin where I'm asking in within the plugin within the dashboard uh, if you like the plugin please review it and I even made an ad- admin notice so asking the users to uh, to review my plugin, but this notice will only appear after about it it's like it's random it's randomized uh, about two between two and four weeks of usage. so okay yeah I, uh, I made this because I want real reviews uh, from users who uh, worked about at least two weeks with this plugin. so not not after a day and not after just installing it. But only after two weeks. And the amazing thing is when I ask for real reviews, I I get I got a lot already and this is really making me happy. Oh nice. As much as as much as I was feeling bad for the one star review, I'm now also happy because I learned when I'm asking honestly for reviews, I get a lot. And this is also what I can tell other blog and authors ask for reviews you will get them at least a lot not not all users will review it but um, a fraction of your users will be happily doing it but you have to ask them because they can forget it and not are even aware of it so ask for it but do it in a in a honest transparent polite way yeah always put always put the user first and in the in the past years, I was not asking for for reviews. I was just leaving the plugin there and then all these uh, things happened. This was in my, before my WordPress crisis, I was not caring that much about reviews and reviews and then i was shocked when i got a bad review so this is also something i learned
0: yeah the um the the interesting thing about this and a perspective that we've never had before is the whole impact that the the review system can actually have on the on the developer because you, you kind of you kind of as a as a casual user of a plugin you download a plugin and you use it and then you go and give your review you know three or five or one or whatever it is that you feel um you're doing but you, you it's just an it's kind of like an electronic uh transaction there's no human yes, being yes. in it and so it's really exactly. yeah it's really interesting to hear your side of it that the fact that you know being courteous and being polite, and um, you know, asking maybe retrieving some support before you uh, go and um, give your, I don't know, one star review or whatever it might be, because often there's a person behind the uh, the plugin, and often that person, that, well, I say often, if it's on the WordPress repo, then they have given uh, that time for free so that you can try it out, and um, and so maybe for those people who are accustomed to. It kind of not using support and then going out and giving a, a negative review maybe maybe it's a, a moment to pause and think that you know there's a real person behind this um I'm just going to change tack just before we just before we finish so that to give you an opportunity yes. to talk about your um tool toolbar extras plugin um uh, because I know that's your sort of latest and probably um probably the thing that you're interested in most at the moment do you want to tell us tell us what it is what it does uh, who it's aimed for and so on because it's it's a really interesting really interesting idea
1: yes sure um this plugin is called toolbar extras and it was released in april last year in, in 2018 and it's currently has about uh, fifteen thousand active installs which is a lot for this kind of uh, niche plugin nice. for this kind of special interest plugin because this plugin is aimed at administrator users it does nothing for editor or author or or other user roles you have to be uh, administrator or in multi-site you have to be the super administrator the super admin okay so why why is this useful or why did i make this because when i'm setting up a client site or just working with wordpress i'm logged in as the administrator because i set did set up this thing so i'm the boss and i want to um, to work faster in wordpress and save time let's give an example, I want to, I'm on the front end, I'm logged in and I'm on the front end of this site I'm working with and I want to just jump into the, the menu management to setting up or changing a nav- navigation menu. So I, with my plugin, I can go in the toolbar and uh, hovering over the, the website name and then I have uh, an item menu and I it lists even the the navigation menus that are set up on the side and mm. I can choose the one I want to edit and just clicking on it and I'm taken right in the admin area and to this special uh, admin menu and I do this a lot of time especially for clients I'm on the phone and the clients <laughs> saying me change this and this item because I'm not able to do it. You, you are the expert, do it for me. So, and I just, it, it saves so many time. It, it's only a few seconds because you you save the mouse travel time to go deeper in on the admin or change to the admin, go deeper to the this um, appearance navigation menu. So the toolbar, it, it speeds up these processes and yeah. it saves a few seconds here, a few seconds there. And if you are working for eight hours in the admin, it can save a, a few minutes, maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And Indeed. Why, why not? This is, this is a lot if yeah. you have 15 minutes more family time. This oh, I don't know how many. It,
0: th- yeah, I don't know how many times I've wasted, you know, I, A minute here and a minute there sort of clicking on things and then waiting for that page to come and then waiting and waiting and then clicking on the next thing just so that you can get back to to where you know that you need to be it's bizarre really it's absolutely bizarre that and yet you know never sort of fixed it for myself so is this designed for a particular range of tools so for example is it does it have the capability to uh, amend the 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 toolbar for certain plugins popular plugins
1: um, yes, also, and this is this is the idea behind the the first version of this plugin was actually supporting all plugins and themes from my personal tool stack, uh, a, a few more, but the, the core of it was my personal tool stack. So mm-hmm. I made it just for me. So I can work faster. And it was it is a success story for me personally, I'm so happy to to working with this every day, and I thought, okay, I had a few toolbar plugins in the years before, and most of them were going really good, better than I always expected, Uh, could never imagine why, but now this toolbar extras plugin is the focus of all this work with toolbar plugins in years before, and it is finally bringing it all together. In, In former years, I was making the mistake to put uh, every plugin like BB Press or Body Press or Gravity Forms or Easy Digital Downloads and and WooCommerce and making some toolbar extensions for this plugin. But if you're working with all of them and I had a few clients where we had most of them installed, I would end up with maybe five or six toolbar plugins so this made no sense to me. and I was always shying away to to uh, uh, adding a, a settings page for these plugins. So and I, last year it came, to, uh, said I said to me personally, okay, I have to change this. I make a new plugin. I starting I'm starting from scratch, and I it will have an admin settings page. This is this is my decision now. So and then I was uh, starting to code it up, and of course I was. Um, using inspirations and uh, tiny little code parts from these other plugins, but most code is r- really written from scratch. It's a complete new thing. It has a complete new structure. Mm-hmm. And the admin settings, I was coding it up like a month or so, and I the settings stage, I was uh, saving for the for the as the last thing because I was shying away uh, of it a, bit, a little bit. But mm-hmm. then I could manage to code it up. It was a little bit of a challenge for me, but it all worked out. I was really happy and uh, the next week I was uh, releasing it. And now this plugin works perfectly with Elementor. It's also focusing on Elementor users a lot, but it's fully optional. You can use toolbar extras just with, with vanilla WordPress and you still have a lot of bonuses and a lot of awesome things it already does for vanilla WordPress. But if you have Elementor uh, installed and it is activated, then automatically my plugin can do a lot more. It can manage the Elementor templates a little bit better. You have a quick jump links. You have even for Elementor, which I really like a one click template. Yeah, Uh, uh, um, you can add a template with one click and Elementor live editor is starting so it, you click at new uh, what a uh, new section template you have to make one click with your mouse and it's starting all of uh, the elementor thing and you can just uh, start working and uh, tracking and drop your sections in elementor or whatever mm. so in this This, in this case, saves uh, maybe five clicks or so and a lot of mouse travel. So if you create 10 Elementor templates in a row, this can really save some time for you.
0: Yeah, and I noticed that you've also added um, support for some other popular um, WordPress
1: plugins. Yes, currently I have a lot of popular plugins supported, um, Elementor, some WooCommerce also, but um, also acf uh, pots is also working in the latest uh, version and i uh, so so many plugins i can cannot remember all i can currently support i have to look at the list myself it's about over 400 plugins i support or integrate that's incredible <laughs> in, in in one way or the another yes it's it's really incredible. I almost support any Elementor add-ons that has a setting page or a post type yeah. a content page or whatever. Why, why I am doing this, this? This sounds a little bit crazy, but because I am supporting all these uh, things, it makes the work for the user a lot easier because the user has installed um, some kind of a tool stack most most of their time. Yep. So when they install my plugin, they can just start working. Yes. They have not, not, not to set up anything or whatever. And if this add-on for Elementor or this plugin or this plugin is already active, then if it's supported in my plugin, then there may be a new item here and a new item there. So that. That is all. These integrations are mostly tiny little things, but I just list them to to have a complete list. What I what I support. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a, an incredibly admirable effort. So you know, my suggestion would be if you've not come across uh, David's toolbar extras, the simple way to find it would be to go to toolbarextras.com, and uh, and I should say that if you're feeling uh, if you're feeling generous and very nice, there is a if you scroll to the bottom of the home page, there's a uh, there's a little uh, icon that looks like a, a heart which is pulsing gently, and um, you can you can donate to to David's endeavours because obviously you've you've heard his story today, you've heard about the the ups and the downs, the uh, you know the the trials and the tribulations, thirty plus. Plugins in the WordPress.org repo. um, I think it's fair to say that David has uh, has contributed rather a lot. And so, if you've enjoyed David's story and you appreciate the things that he's been doing, maybe that's a maybe that's a nice way of uh, of sort of you know um, making him smile and uh, donate to him because of all the wonderful stuff that he does. David, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Um, is there anything you would like to say about where we can find you? You know, a Twitter handle or a, uh, or a different homepage?
1: Um, I would say my current plugin homepage for Toolbar Extras is the best one to contact me toolbarextras.com. And my personal Twitter is Decker Web. Just my last name and the word web attached in, in one word Decker Web. And this is where my WordPress stuff on Twitter happens. And I'm also on Facebook with Stacker Web. So you, these three things Twitter, Facebook, and the plugin website is best to get in touch with me and thank you very much for having me it was oh. a awesome experience and you are really more than welcome yeah thank you
0: for being such a such a, a valued member of our you know community and facebook group you're often in there giving um giving some some nice comments and helping people out that's very much appreciated and just from my perspective you know thank you for contributing and uh, making all of this stuff available for free over the many many years that you've been doing it thank you very much david decker Thank you. Well there you go. I hope you enjoyed that me chatting with David Decker about his WordPress journey. I really enjoy these kind of episodes. They're a little bit different. There's no product as such to to pitch. It's just a story about how David has interacted with WordPress and uh, it kind of feels a little bit like my story and I'm sure in many ways it's a bit like your story, you know, discovering WordPress, finding the community, enjoying playing with it and tinkering with it and getting it to do the things that you need it to do and ultimately using it as your way of making a living. So Really nice story, and thanks to David for making the time to come on and talk to us. I really enjoyed chatting with him very much indeed. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Up. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health related illness. WP and Up supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training, and counseling. So please help enable WP and Up by visiting wpnup.org forward slash give. Okay, we've got plenty going on. I know that a lot of you are kind of finding that you're in isolation at the moment. You're having to lock yourself away from the rest of the world. Well, we've got quite a few bits and pieces for you. We will, of course, bring you another podcast this time next week. So that's a Thursday, usually comes out at 1pm UK time. But join us on Monday, I'll be giving my WordPress news for the previous week and also 2pm UK time we'll be joined by some live guests for our WP Builds live weekly WordPress news. So there's lots going on. I hope that you feel, like I said at the top of the show, that you can share the podcast. I'd certainly appreciate that. And I'll fade in a little bit of cheesy music, sort of 1950s, 40s style this time, and say bye-bye for now.